insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys Podcast, powered by Glovebox. God, I love Glovebox. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama. Parade first team All-American rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you today? Best I have ever been, Bradley. You realize we are the Fox and CNN of the insurance industry. Sure. You know this. I have big news to report today. I prefer the Barstool Sports of the insurance industry. Yeah, I think I don't like probably, Fox or CNN. You're probably right about it. Where are the Barstool Sports of the insurance industry? I have huge, huge news to report. I hate and when I you know do this without telling me first. Listeners are on the edge of their seat right now, waiting, bated breath. Oh, I know exactly what this is going to be. Of what, <laughs> what is about to be said on this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Crackhead Christie is out of jail. <laughs> let me tell you the story eight months she's been in jail got arrested at 6 a.m about eight months ago she's on meth screaming she's gonna mur- murder everybody in my neighbor's driveway across the street sheriff's department comes over picks her up she's gone for eight months two nights ago i am sitting there eating dinner about to take my first bite of dinner and i look out my front window of my house simultaneously my wife looks out the front window and Crackhead Christie is standing at our gated driveway waiting for another crackhead to come pick her up to go do some whatever they do. I got visual confirmation of this. Oh, we took pictures. Photos, we, took, yes. we took pictures. My wife makes a beeline for the front door. Now, I got to stop right there, okay? Because, I, Bradley, I have done everything I can do to stop this from happening. Mm-hmm. My wife says, look, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to whip her ass, and I'm going to go to jail. That's going to happen because I'm going to beat her down to the ground. And I continue to tell her over and over again, baby, listen, the juice is not worth the squeeze, right? Yeah. And she just, she'll have no part of it. If this woman comes on our property again, I'm telling you, I will be bailing my wife out of jail before this is over with. Bradley, can you confirm what I'm saying right now is true? I can confirm and I'll actually add a funny anecdote. Aaron Robertson and I started a separate thread when that was going on where we considered and reached out to Bruce Buffer from the UFC. And I was right. going to get him to do a, in this corner, crackhead Christie, and, and do a whole intro and send it to you and Kim as a prank. But <laughs> seriously, do you want to know what he wanted? Bruce Buffer? He Bruce wanted Buffer? $1,500 for that. Oh, I thought you were going to say like 10000 No, he wanted $1,500 for that. So I was like, yeah, well, I'll just tell Scott and it'll be almost as funny as sending them Bruce Buffer announcing Kim's fight with Christy. So what's, what's even going to be funnier is when you set up the podcast studio in the women's correctional facility, <laughs> we have to give Kim a micro. First of all, will the jail, will the prison guards let her hold a microphone I don't know. between the plexiglass while know. we interview her about getting put in jail kind of, for kind of like when Rogan interviewed Ari, not Ari, uh, Rogan interviewed, Who's that guy Rogan interviewed? The guy that used to be on the Howard Stern show forever. What's that guy's yeah. name? Uh, with, the, with the messed up nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ari. It's not Ari. I don't it's think. It's not Ari. 
No, Ari. It's not Ari Shafir. It's uh, no, 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 no. Somebody's in their car right now, listening, yelling the name while holding the steering wheel. Right, yeah, they're like, you know who it is. He, uh, but he interviewed him at a rehab facility. Oh wow! Oh wow! What's that guy's name? God dog, it's gonna drive me crazy. (laughs) I thought it was Ari something, but I may be wrong about that. I probably, I know I. You know what? You know what? Christie is becoming the. You know how Larry the Cable Guy got popular as this character of himself on the John Boy and Billy show? Right. Crackhead Christie has a whole career ahead of her, and she has no idea. Well, here's her problem. She wants to post up outside my driveway on the main road to let her crackhead friends come pick her up to go do crackhead stuff, and my Mm -hmm. wife ain't having no part of it. Yeah. You heard her. She said, I'm not going to let a crackhead post up outside my, my driveway waiting on a ride to go get more crack or whatever the hell she is she's doing i don't know i don't know what what she's on but guys we've got a fantastic podcast for you today Artie lange Artie. i literally googled howard stern guy with nose messed up and Artie yeah. lange's name came up that's it Artie. yeah that's him guys we have got a fantastic show for you today i am super excited to have our guest on because uh I think this is going to be a fantastic podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. This this young man, I love interviewing people that are in it, like in it, and he's in it. He's all in it. And I think he can help us out today with some stuff that I've been talking about for the last six months or so. I want to to go ahead and give him the introduction that he's always deserved. Ladies and gentlemen, he is originally from Brookfield, Wisconsin, and he currently resides in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. He played baseball in college, played a little basketball in college. We're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. He worked as a personal line sales agent at R&R Insurance for two years, and he is currently partners with his dad. They have started the Goodman Family Insurance in January, and I'm excited for him. I'm excited for his family. Born and raised in the Milwaukee area, went to school at UWM, and I'm excited today because he is very quickly becoming TikTok famous with his very unique brand of TikTok and insurance that he's putting out into the world. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a first-time guest on the IGP. It is my profound honor today to introduce the world to Mr. Elijah Goodman. How are you, Elijah? Good, guys. Thanks for the nice intro. And thanks for having me. And just to confirm, I'm not a sex offender. <laughs> My man is not a sex offender, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to get into that. If so, you don't get the joke, just go to his TikTok. Don't go get to triggered. His TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah, we've got a lot to talk about today, but before we do, Get in my DeLorean with me. Now, this is two big old boys in a DeLorean. What are you, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, somewhere in that range? Yeah, I'm 6'4", I'm about 220, and okay. uh, I get a lot of people asking me that on my videos. You know, yeah. I was watching your videos last night, and I said either he's really tall or intern Aaron is really <laughs> short. One of the two, and it may be both. Yeah, intern Aaron, he uh, he's not the biggest guy, but he's he's made it clear he's the global average height, and uh, he's, he <laughs> makes sure to comment that in all the videos. Hey, Elijah, get in my <laughs> DeLorean for a second and take us back in time because you are you are Scott Howell 2.0. Yeah, you really are. Now, <laughs> how old are you, Elijah? 22, 23, somewhere in that range. Older. I'm 26, actually. 26. Okay. Yeah. Fine. That's fine. Get in my DeLorean for a minute. You're playing ball at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. You are going to school. Tell our audience kind of how you fell into the insurance industry and kind of bring us up to today. 
Yep. So, like, obviously, went to University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, played baseball there. So, in college, uh, my whole goal was to be a pro baseball player, but obviously, that didn't work out. So, I sell insurance now. But um, my dad's been in the insurance industry about 35 years now. So, I guess that's kind of how I fell into it. In college, though, I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do if I wasn't going to be playing baseball. Majored in finance and marketing. So it's pretty standard, but yeah, I had no idea what I wanted to do after college besides play baseball. But yeah, after that, just kind of fall into insurance, probably because uh, of my dad, obviously. Does it not piss you and everybody else listening off when you see the clip of Tom Brady where he's like at the draft <laughs> and he's like, I didn't want to sell insurance the rest of my life. I'm like, what the hell, Tom? I remember because of that point, I remember that video. At that point, I was super in, like motivated by baseball. I remember showing that video to my dad and he got pissed off when he saw that. Like, so, guys, for those of you that think that talking about insurance on social media has to be like boring the spots off a giraffe. Here we go. I'm going to play a clip for you, Johnny. You're going to have to, you're going to have to bleep a little bit of this out, but this is absolutely phenomenal. And then I want to talk about this because this is something I've been talking about with my friend, Louis Gazzatua now for about six months. So here we go. Everybody ready? If you, if you need it. The insurance agent, it's the best part of the day. They're calling internet leagues now and internet leagues are usually super nice. And I always want to talk to you and they like getting calls. So I'm just going to video tape a few calls and see if there's any good ones because they're usually super nice to me. Here we go. We're calling. Hey, is Nick available? Yeah, you're speaking, Hey, Nick, this is Elijah with Goodman Family Insurance. How are you doing today? No, there's one call this week so far that I've had an insurance company call me about some stupid and now I'm about to get my damn lawyers involved. You understand? The fact that you guys people can call, 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 and keep harassing like, no, no, that's nothing to do. Well, unbelievable. Uh, Nick, this is my first time calling you. I don't give a goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That is the greatest thing I have ever heard in my life. That was actually the first video of his I saw. That was my first video that blew up. It was funny. I remember I posted that before a softball game, and then I didn't look at my phone at all. And then after my softball game, I was at dinner with my friends. I looked at my phone, and I'm like, holy shit, this video is going off. And then it was cool. So, Isn't that like so, the neatest feeling when you post something and then you forget about it? And then like two hours yes. later, you're like, oh my gosh, this has got, you know, I mean, 100%. I've never had one get as many as you have, but we have had that happen. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Nick, I got to ask the question. Here's why I love this so much. There is nothing more important in insurance than prospecting activity. I tell my people here all the time. I tell our listeners all the time. If you want to sell a bunch of insurance, have 10 conversations a day mm -hmm. but in order to have <laughs> 10 conversations a day you're probably going to need to call 40 50 60 people and yep. of those 40 or 50 60 people you call you're going to get a couple of those you're going to get a couple of nicks that's nick yep. right there right? <laughs> yeah that's nick yep yep how Little long I, I can tell from watching you when you're making these calls and these people are getting upset that you've gotten over the hump right yep you just don't care anymore a hundred percent. I can see it on your face because you just start smiling like, oh, here we so go. Let's, let's go into that because Scott has talked about that of like, you have to get over caring what actually happens on and, the other end of the And call. there's only one way to do yeah. it. And that's to make all the calls and, and, and have that happen over and over and over again and realize it ain't no big deal. And you take that to another level when you freaking video it and put it out there. <laughs> so yeah, I, so yeah, how I was, many calls did it take you to make over a, You've been in the industry now, what, three or four years, five years? Yeah, about three years now. 
How long did it take you to finally get over the fact that, oh my gosh, somebody is going to be mean to me today on the phone? Yeah, I'd say probably. When I first started insurance, I was definitely nervous calling calling my leads and just because you, do, you don't like getting yelled at by people. Because they think I'd you're say, a sex offender. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that really helped me making that clear. But no, I'd say probably after probably like 10 or 15 people just getting super pissed at me, I stopped caring because then when people get pissed at you and you feel like you're not doing anything that bad, you get kind of pissed at them for getting mad at you and then you stop caring kind of. Yeah. And then obviously you started making some sales with it and then you're like, that helps it. Obviously making some money off it. And then, yeah, pretty much after I'd say probably 10 or 15 people getting pissed at me, I just really didn't care anymore because I it's part of the game and it is what it is. I love it so much. There is nothing in the insurance <laughs> business that is more important than prospecting and activity if mm-hmm. your agency has a growth culture. I was on the phone the other night with a friend of mine with one of the largest insurance agencies in the world. And he was telling me how much emphasis they put on prospecting and activity with their agents. I was on the phone with a buddy of mine the other night. This is a true story. He has an insurance agent in his office. Bradley, you got to hear this. This is unbelievable. He has an insurance agent in his office that found out his biggest prospect had booked a cruise to the Caribbean and is considering booking the same cruise Mm. so that he can be on a ship with this guy for one week. That's got to be a big account. That's Think not about a, that. Think that's not a home in an second. auto. I promise yeah. you, that's not a home in an auto. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a $200 renter's policy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did one time. Uh, it wasn't a prospect, but it was a client when I was, this was like seven years ago. You know how you could post the thing when you're traveling somewhere on Facebook and it's like Bradley Flowers is traveling to, and it said his name is traveling to, and it had the hotel he was going to in Hawaii. And I called the hotel and had a bottle of champagne and strawberries in the room when they got there with a note from me. That's solid. They're still a client. By the way, Bradley did And as a matter of fact, I was at a wedding three (laughs) months ago, and I was talking to the guy. He was there, and the wife walked up, and she said, is this the guy that sent us the strawberries and the champagne? Yeah. (laughs) You, Elijah, you get on TikTok. You get on TikTok the first time. You're kind of coming up with something. You're like, I got to come up with something. I got to come up with something to kind of be different, right? Tell me when you thought, like, dang, this this is actually working. Yeah. So I actually, a few funny comments, I guess. So to start off, I was one of those agents making super boring content, talking about the basic, what's liability insurance, what's underinsured and all that coverage. So I have a few videos on my LinkedIn page and I posted a few of those on TikTok and they were boring, nothing happened at all. So then I started slowly transitioning and making kind of funny videos, but nothing crazy out there. And I don't know, maybe I get 300, 500 views on TikTok, which is nothing really, but I had fun making them. I didn't know any different. I just assumed that's what it's going to be. And then I just thought like, you know, I get yelled at a lot on these calls. I think that'd be super funny to, and a lot of people can relate to it because a lot of insurance agents, especially when you're younger, you're making the cold calls, calling these internet leads and internet leads suck. Anyone who calls them know, like you got a lot of people piss at you with internet leads and but um, you're the of, fifth insurance agent that's called me, and all I wanted was a Subway sandwich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, 
Yeah. So then I just thought, you know, this would be really funny. And it kind of, for me, it makes the day go by faster if I'm recording funny calls where I get screamed at compared to just getting screamed at and not recording them. So then, yeah, I recorded that one and then I posted it and I, I truly had zero idea it would blow up like it did at all. But then I posted it. And like I said, I wanted to softball and then it was blowing up and I'm like, holy crap, I might have something here. Then I kind of just kept posting those funny videos and then me getting yelled at. And then I came up with a few other ideas that are kind of just out there, like saying I'm not a sex offender and some other messed up stuff. (laughs) And they did way better than I expected. And now I just keep brainstorming these weird ideas. If you look at my phone and my notes, I probably have a list of like a hundred ideas I want to do or funny ideas I want to try out. And then yeah, go from there. And then having these interns come in are hilarious too. Now, now let's um, stop right there. Let's stop right there. Like, yeah. Are the interns on the videos? Are they really interns or are they just buddies of yours that are helping you out? <laughs> intern. So I have two interns so far. The first one is intern Matt. Yes. And intern Matt is my best friend. Yep. He does not work for Goodman Family Insurance. He works as a... <laughs> Uh, he's like a software engineer. He's really smart. He works at a software engineer at a company called, called Northwestern Mutual here. Shout so, out to Matt, by the way. Shout out, brother. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'll but let but know. what makes it so funny is when you have them make calls, <laughs> they introduce themselves as intern Matt. Yeah, I know. I That's that. the best part. It's like <laughs> I know. I like I, I laugh at those videos all the time. And then I thought the funniest thing, which didn't get a lot of attention, was when he called his mom. And he introduced himself to his mom as intern Matt with Goodman Family Insurance. Every time I hear that, I just die laughing. <laughs> yeah, but Matt's like one of the funniest people I know. So, yeah, every usually it's like on Saturdays because he, he can't do it during the week because he works. So usually on Saturday mornings, we come in and we'll grind out a few videos. I just think he plays the role of being like he obviously is rolling the videos of just being an idiot. I tell him what to say on these calls and he just goes with it. And I just think they're hilarious. So- so the one where he told the guy, the commercial insurance, he told the guy to shut up. Was that a he real did. call? He yeah. So that was, that was talking intern. now. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was intern Aaron. And that, uh, that person was a friend. So that's a friend's dad of mine. So he, he gotcha. owned, he's a business owner, but he, uh, he was in on it. Gotcha. So <laughs> I'm going to make an assumption. Actually, first before I say that. Yeah. Uh, to me, like I laugh at like, my kind of humor is like the subtle jokes between the jokes. Right. Yep. And my absolute favorite thing was the one where you said, I didn't hit my sales goals. So we're outdoor knocking. <laughs> and the name of the agency is Goodman family insurance. And your name is Elijah Goodman. It's like, to me, that's hilarious. You know, and I like so I either he owns the agency, which is funny. Or his dad owns the agency and his dad's making him go knock on door. It's like both of those scenarios are funny. I'm happy uh, you get those uh, small jokes because, um, yeah, that was like definitely when I made that video, that was so like, I thought that was funny. I just didn't know if a lot of people would catch on to that. Yeah. Elijah, so, have you have you actually done some door knocking? Like for real? Yeah, you know, actually, yes, I have. I can tell um, you have. Now, I can now, tell now, you now, have. Let's stop right there. You do that in Alabama, you're getting shot. That's how. Okay. I think yeah, maybe happening. Wisconsin people are nicer then. Oh, hundred percent. I was just up in um, Kansas City, Missouri, with Jason Cass's brain share. <laughs> the nicest Uber drivers. Like I could have stayed in the Uber and had an hour long conversation with every Uber <laughs> yep. driver. Yeah. You come down here and go out in <laughs> yeah. the country and start walking down people's long driveway. Yep. You'll get shot. 
I had a buddy uh, that went to work for Edward Jones and part of Edward Jones's hiring process right before you start is you go door knocking and you have to log your, the, the people you talk to and everything. And let's just say he didn't get arrested, but he got detained because he knocked on the police chief's door. There you go. And Jeez. the town he was in had a, uh, you had to have a, like a solicitor's license to go door to door. Right. He didn't have it. They put, they threw him on the ground and put him in handcuffs. It was a, it was a whole ordeal. With all that being said, Jeez. though, it works. Yeah, it does. I, I, it I, does. I, told, I told Justin Miller, we have one of the highest <clears throat> per capita neighborhoods right behind our office here in mm -hmm. downtown Huntsville called Blossomwood. It even sounds ritzy, right? Yeah, it does. You could walk up. Now, those houses are zero. Blossomwood is either really ritzy or everybody has a refrigerator <laughs> on the front door. There's no in-between. No, right. On the front porch, yeah. You, you could walk through Blossomwood on a Saturday and just walk up to people's houses because a lot of them are in the yard doing yard work and stuff and just say, hey, I, I just wanted to just want to say hi and, you know, we'd love to quote you insurance. I bet you'd get some business out of that. Probably so. So I'm going to make an assumption here. That's right. You're making videos about, you know, uninsured motorists, auto <clears throat> insurance, home insurance, that sort of thing. Yep. And, and you're, you're getting nowhere. And I'm guessing either consciously or subconsciously, you said, you know what, I'm just going to make videos about stuff that I want to make videos about that, that are fun. Yep. And then that's what started popping off. Am I, am I wrong in that? No, 100% right. Anyone who knows me, like my friends and family, I'm just a goofball. I have a weird sense of humor. So basically when I was making those series videos, that's not really me. I like to goof around all the time, have fun. So yeah, literally then I was kind of getting nowhere with it. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to make videos that I think are funny. And ever since posting those, it's obviously taken off. And even like friends or people, I plan a whole bunch of rec leagues and stuff. Just people who, uh, see those videos it's kind of a different approach is a way i can stand out by making funny videos compared to just serious videos and i've definitely had way more people who have always known i've done insurance but ever since making the funny videos I say hey can i get a quote or whatever along those lines so yeah well yeah. It, i ran into something similar because i was doing the more serious videos three or four years ago and transitioned it, like what I, I love business <laughs> business is my sport. So I transitioned yep. into making like business videos and that sort of thing. And I had a, not a lot, but a few people, a few close friends, like, Hey, what you're doing is stupid or confusing yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, I'm doing what I want to do. And then eventually it all kind of works out. And I almost never get on a camera and say, Hey, you should buy insurance for me. Or here's one, two, three, whatever. And yep. I have all kinds of people that see my videos and reach out for insurance quotes and, and to do business. I mean, that sort of thing, but to flip it around the other way, there's still, I still think there is from an SEO standpoint, there is a benefit to doing the, Hey, what is auto insurance? What is workers comp? That sort of thing. It's more of a job and more of a check in the box than doing something that you yep. want to do. Bradley, I got this question. I got to ask. And then, I, and then I want to do something we've never done on this podcast before. He yeah. is, <laughs> he has inspired me today. Question Elijah. Yes. For all these young agents out there like yourself, and by the way, is it true on one of your TikToks, you show your house that you live in, you say that <laughs> that you have three roommates. Is that true or is that was that bullshit? It's 100% true. I thought so. I, it's love, like, I love that. It's like MTV Cribs. And yeah, I love that. So I got to say this. I, if you saw that tiny room I live in. Yeah. So it's funny. So I just moved into that room like a month ago because me and my my other roommate was sick of living in that room 
So he said he was going to leave if he doesn't get the bigger room. So I was not in a much bigger room, but a little bit bigger room. So Lily switched with him just so he would stay. Shout out to Andrew Brugink. He's a little difficult sometimes, but I love him. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I switched rooms with him. So I'm in that tiny room now. Then we have someone in a sunroom. Someone shouldn't be living in the sunroom, but it makes rent cheaper. So we do it. And then uh, I got so someone in the sunroom. Then my other roommates. Al, so it's Alec. Andrew, a guy named Mac, and then myself, all in that uh, little unit. Here's the funny thing about that. You're going to look back on that 10 or 15 years from now, and it's going to be the best time of your life. And right now, mm-hmm. it probably doesn't seem that way. And you're like, yeah. oh, i got roommates. I don't have any privacy. we got one bathroom. 10 years, 15, 20 years from now, that is going to yep. be something you look at back on, and you're going to be like, man, we didn't know it, but we had it made. Yes, sir. No, I agree. Hey, uh, another question. How many honest God cold calls do you make a day or do you, or do you just work off referrals now? Yeah. At this, I give my family insurance. Now I cold call a decent amount. I'll say my old agency was R and R insurance. I, they're a huge agency here in Wisconsin. Um, they're a phenomenal agency. So when I was there, they're so well known and respected in the area. I was getting so many call-ins there. It was very nice. And shout out to R and R insurance and my manager there, Ryan Nowicki. He was amazing and training me and i had a blast there the two years it was just an exciting opportunity to go start my own agency with my dad right but sincere obviously no one knows about us goodman family insurance so basically first few months my uh my dad and i would buy internet leads and i'd be the one calling them all day so i would be calling probably 50 60 for quite a bit now the only thing worse than that is door knocking I know, Dorna. I, I, I like mix it both in, and it sucked. But uh, you got to do what you got to do when you're starting off. Obviously, right now I'm so, uh, starting to build some relationships with loan officers and mortgage brokers. Obviously, which has been great for helping us just grow, grow our books. So and we still buy internet leads, not as many as we used to, because luckily we're busy with um, leads we're getting from our own marketing and just referrals at this point, but it still do a little bit, but not as much as I was. But for a little bit there, I'd say January, February, March, April, I was probably calling 50, 60, and then I would be out door knocking quite a bit too. And then I'd sometimes, because door knocking by yourself sucks, obviously. So sometimes I'd just pay my friend to come with me and I pay him like $20 just come like with me for like an hour or so to keep me company. So it wasn't as bad, but yeah, yeah it's a, it's definitely a grind. I'm going to give you a door knocking idea. I'm going to give you a door knocking idea. We talked about this four years ago with Troy Thompson, which that's his main way of, or was his main way of generating business. Take you an iPad. Have you a Google form opened up on the iPad? Mm -hmm. Get the info, keep walking, go to more houses. The form ping somebody back at your office. They do the quote, send it back to you. You circle Ooh. back, deliver it to them before you leave the neighborhood. There you go. That's that's awesome. That's that way you don't have idea. to rely on them answering your call when you get 100. back and that sort of thing. Yeah, hundred percent. That's thank you. I'm gonna write that down because yeah, like you said, even when you door knock and you get people to agree, there's about a if you're lucky, like a thirty percent chance they'll actually get back to you when you call them or email them. Especially I, I, one thing Troy did really good is he approached it very softly. Um, <laughs> Elijah with Goodman Family Insurance. I bet I can save you money on your home and auto insurance. And all of a sudden you, tr- you, you trigger that competitiveness in their brain a little bit of like, yep. it's not, you know what I mean? And it's yep. like, and it's very like, no, okay. All right. No big deal. You know, next one, that sort of thing. Now, one thing I'll, I'll, I want to point out and then, sorry, Scott, I'll let you make your point is, you know, a lot of agents work at these agencies and 
a large percentage of their leads are not necessarily a byproduct of their activity. They're a byproduct of the agency they work at. Yep. And then they go try to do their own. And I've seen this a lot in my own yep. agency, not this, not with anybody that's, that's here now, but I've seen this with folks that I've hired from other agencies. I've seen this with, you know, friends and people in the industry, they swap agencies and they think that business is going to follow them and it doesn't. So I commend you for recognizing that and saying, Hey, you know, I had it good starting my own agency. Now, now it's time to chop wood again and build the relationship, build it back up. And, you know, I was telling my team yesterday in a team meeting, the beautiful thing about prospecting is if you do it right and you X when somebody doesn't want to quote, or you're not able to sell somebody and you do it right, it gets easier every day you do it because you're building up the potential people, you know, every yep, day you're absolutely. calling more and more people who already know who you are. Absolutely. And like you said, obviously getting X stages is huge. <clears throat> and just your touchdown on what you said. Yeah. 100%. When I was at, like I said, at R and R insurance, I was getting so many call-ins just because of R and R insurance and just because they were so well known. And so I, obviously I'd have my premium goal with them and it was, I could day near hit it without making any calls just because I got that amount of call-ins and they got a lot of qualified leads just because they were so well-known. And then obviously coming, starting your own thing, you pretty much eliminate all of that. No one knows who you are. No one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like and you said, even people that you directly work with, even referral partners, I, saw, I told yep. you, your referral partners, like you think they're all going to follow you. Even people that you have personally built the relationship with, you think they're going to yep. follow you. And only about 40% of them do. I remember when I, quit alpha to start portal. I had a three month break or three month prep and the, the literally outside of my wife and my, I think I actually told my referral partners before I told my parents. And yeah. I remember I took, there was this one referral partner I was working with um, who had a team and I took them all to lunch at Olive Garden. Yeah. And that was me treating them for the referrals, but also letting them know, Hey, look, here's the deal. And I think we've gotten like two referrals from them since, because what happens is, is people, people just get in the creature habit and that sort of thing. And yep. the devil they know is better than the one they don't and that sort of thing. So, you know, it, you, you have to prep for that. You can't leave an agency <clears throat> banking on your referral partners following you. Cause a lot of them won't. Yep, absolutely. And um, even when I did get, get around, I got a few just, Referral partners just being associated with our insurance, obviously. And when you leave, you're like well, you said, you just lose that. And here's what happens too, especially with mortgage lenders. They don't give a crap who writes the insurance. Yep. Their goal is to sell the house. Well, guess what happened? Let's say they're referring to you and someone else. Okay. Mm-hmm. You leave, you start another agency. Now they're referring to three people. They're yep. still going to send stuff to the old agency. Now your odds have went from 50, 50 to 33.3. And guess what? At that old agency, you're getting blamed when the power goes out. Everything that goes wrong there with any client ever is going to be your fault. Even even in the best of scenarios. (laughs) So you create this little bit. So so when you go out on your own or you go to another agency is a little less known, you have to chop that tree down with that hatchet. You can't not do the work. You agree, Scott? Absolutely. It's a, An up at dawn, pride swallowing siege, but one day it'll pay off for you. Bradley, Elijah has inspired me. And I don't know if this will work or not, but I want to make a couple of prank calls and I want to make a couple of sales calls while. Oh gosh. Right now. (laughs) Uh, Oh, of course, right now. Why why not right now? See that that's that's the mentality, guys. When if you say I need to make calls today, but I want to do it right now, that's the problem. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple of phone calls here. And Johnny, if they don't answer or 
you know, whatever. Are you calling real they, prospects or are you calling people? Oh, we yeah, know? he can he can just he can just uh well cut the first couple I'm gonna do are gonna be prank calls. Let's just see if I can prank some people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here we go. This is a person I found on Craigslist that has cats. <laughs> are you serious? Right? Oh, yeah. Is this real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is real. hundred percent. I don't know <laughs> turn, if they'll answer. Turn your volume up. I can't. We'll go up any higher. It's because you're using an Android. That's my problem. I'm using an Android. Doesn't sound like it's ringing. Not answering. Is this legal? Is Alabama a state where only one person has to know that they're being recorded? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. So I found that person <laughs> on Craigslist and they had cats for sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to tell them <clears throat> that I was looking for some cats. And then they were going to say, oh, well, we've got this cat, that cat. And I was going to let them know the reason I'm looking for cats is I have a pit bull, 97-pound pit bull, named Skittles. <laughs> and Skittles only eats live cats. I've tried <laughs> kibbles and bits. I've tried the science diet stuff. So Everybody we, just unsubscribed. So what we do <laughs> is we take cats, live cats, and we put them out at our barn. And then as Skittles gets famished, he just goes out there and eats cat. That's what he eats for dinner every night. <laughs> So that oh one, did, that one, that one did not <laughs> oh work. That person did not answer the phone. Let's go to the next one. Here's I would one. love to see what they would say to that. Now, hold on. We're going to call another one. We're going to call another one. This one, we're going to call and try to talk to Jeff Bezos. Bradley, have you ever called and talked to Jeff Bezos before? I, I, I can't say that I have. So guys, what am I doing right now? <laughs> I'm getting rid of all your call reluctance. Make mm-hmm. these phone calls. Let people scream and yell at you. It will get you over your call reluctance. Then you start making 35 <laughs> calls a day in a couple of months. You're making three or $4,000 a month sometimes in, mm-hmm. in commissions uh, selling, you know, $100,000. You're not scared anymore. Well, and what happens too, you do this enough, you're going to hear the same responses over and over and over. And then you're, you're just going to have a Rolodex <laughs> of, of objection uh, counters, you know, to overcome. Right. Here we go. Jeff Bezos, ladies and gentlemen. Just see if Jeff will answer the phone. Make sure you tell them that you're a prime member. <laughs> How do I do the star six, seven? So they can't call me back. Do you do star six, seven? Oh, you're, you're about to make prank calls and you don't know how to do that. <laughs> well, I thought it was star six, seven. And then, and then you one, type the number. I'm calling the corporate office of Amazon right now. If you get this account, you can retire. Yeah, that's true. Elijah, you got anything you want to add to what I'm about to say? Oh, to better assist you, please choose from one of the following five options. Corporate headquarters. Amazon to send in a cease and desist next week. I don't care. Let them call. Welcome to Amazon Corporate Call Center. Uh, this call may be recorded. I wonder how long we're going to have to wait. Call is very important to us and will be answered in the... Hi, good morning. Thank you for calling Amazon Corporate Call Center. My name is Vicki. How may I direct the call? Hey, Miss Vicky. Hey, my name is Jason Reeves. I'm calling today. I need to speak to Jeff. Is he available? Do you know if he's available or not? Okay. Is this your first time calling in? It is. Yes, ma'am. Well, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Last week, uh-huh. I, I was on a yacht. Jay-Z, you know who Jay-Z is, right? The rapper. I was on a yacht down in, in Turks and Caicos. Do you know where Turks and Caicos is? Anyway, it, that that's, that's that doesn't matter. Here's here's what happened, and here's why I'm calling. So I was on a yacht, Jay Z's yacht, and Jeff Bezos was on there with me. He and I started talking. 
And he wanted to play beer pong. And I was like, okay, I'll play one game of beer pong with you. And I was actually drinking Bush Lights. He was drinking uh, White Claws, which I've never heard it called White Claw Pong before. But that's that's how that went down. And I beat him in a game of beer pong. And he got pissed off about it. Well, simultaneously to that, I saw my wife talking to Dan Bilzerian. And if you know anything about Dan, she would have been pregnant in about 30 minutes. So I told him I could not play him again in beer pong. He challenged me and said, listen, if you beat me in a game of beer pong this next time, I will transfer every bit of Amazon's insurance over to your agency. And I thought, well, I guess my wife will just have to get pregnant. I played him in beer pong again, beat him. And then he said, I'll tell you what, just call my administrative assistant next week. And I will AOR every bit of Amazon's insurance over to your agency. And I said, done. And that's why I'm calling today. I'm sorry. I had to tell such a long story. Oh, no problem. But we don't transfer it. Um, introduction call. So you have to email him. Perfect. Perfect. That's that's even better. What's his what's his email address? We don't give out any personal information. You're killing me right now. You're killing me, Smalls. Okay. I, I'll get his number from Jay Z and I'll give him a call. But I, I appreciate you talking to me for just a minute about it. And I I I, I can tell you're a good person <laughs> and you're trying to help me. But I'll get with Jay Z. Uh I'll call his cell phone and he's probably got Jeff's email address. So I'll just I'll just get with him there okay okay you have a good day and tell tell jay i said hi all right <laughs> thank you so much uh-huh bye-bye yeah, all right i want to say one thing real quick did okay. you improv all of that i did not have one bit of that thought out before i called that's impressive and she listened she was nice she listened to you the whole time and y'all want to make some sales calls y'all want to make <laughs> some sales calls I guess I got 25 cold calls we can make Bradley. What do you think? You want to, you want to roll that for a minute? No, I can't, I can't deal with it. Okay. I can't deal with it. Well, it's too cringy guys. I'm so sorry. I could not get in touch with Jeff Bezos, but you realize I did try. And I after, thought, after you do that, making cold calls is not a problem. Oh, listen, I'll call anybody. And I would like now. to point out how she kept her composure. She did a great job. <laughs> yeah. I she mean, fantastic and then job. even went along with it at the end and said, tell yep. Jay, I said, hello. Tell Jay, I said, hi. <laughs> Do you yeah. think uh, she told her coworkers about that call after? Probably. I, I hope that call was, you know, all these calls are recorded in corporate offices. So chances are that might get even passed around <laughs> as a, as a call that yeah. they record and then pass around Amazon. Maybe you may be becoming famous and Amazon don't even know. <laughs> it, you know? it would have been so perfect if she would have gave the email. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah. He's given hey. Jeff Bezos's email. There, there is there is a website that you can find emails for people who work at corporations, and I actually have personally found Jeff Bezos's email. Let me try to. Hey Elijah, I got a question for you that's kind of strange. I can tell from your days of playing ball yep. at, at the at uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. You've got relationships with a lot of those players there. Yep. Have you thought about doing an NIL deal with one of them and having them represent Goodman Family Insurance? I truly don't fully understand how that works, so I haven't thought about it. Yeah, I haven't thought about it. I don't, I don't know how that even works, really, to be honest with you. 
Well, I, here's how I think it works. You go to them and you say, hey, we'll pay you $1,000 to once a month do a Being TikTok a video, video with something. me. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys know who I've done breast is? He's been in a few of my videos. I, I've seen him on a couple, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he won, He played for the Badgers, and he he was on the Final Four team when they went there, and he uh, – so he's kind of a big-name guy in Wisconsin, and he, he plays in a rec league basketball league I play in. So it's funny. I Obviously, I get him to do a – a few of my videos. So yeah, it's cool getting uh like players like that and a big name guy. And he's been, he's been awesome about it. And we, we still were uh, game planning a few more videos with him. What's, what's been the weirdest thing that's happened? I'd say, honestly, the messed up stuff I say going viral, like saying I'm not a sex offender going viral. Um, and people taking I've, it seriously or something. For the most part, people know it's a joke. And the one thing with social media, and I never thought I would be popular on social media, but like when I say this stuff and I always, this is like Kevin Durant, whenever he gets, gets in like Twitter fights with people and stuff, if people are ripping on me in the comments, I truly don't care because I don't know these people at all. Yeah. So I get, so I don't, for the most part, it's actually been pretty positive. I don't look at all the comments, but mm-hmm. if someone's like ripping on me in the comments, I could not care less at all that's the biggest part of it i'll take it a step further for you yeah about two years ago i had someone who i knew ripping on me on twitter yeah and i thought about it for about two hours and i said how would i how would i react to this if it was someone i didn't know right Mm -hmm. and i'd be like i said i wouldn't care i said who is yep. this Joe Schmo? You know what I mean? So hundred percent. It's people that are, and I'm talking to the listeners, even when it's people that are, that, you know, like what's their opinion matter? You know, I saw a really good bit uh, from some sort of keynote presentation at a conference. Uh, Laurel, actually, my wife showed it to me and the speaker, Scott, you'll like this. The speaker looked at this guy in the audience and said, I hate your blue hair. Have you seen this? No. He said, I hate your blue hair. And the guy didn't have blue hair. And the guy was like, I don't, I don't have blue hair. And he's like, the reason that didn't offend you is because you know, you didn't have blue hair. Right. So when someone says you're an idiot, you know, you're not an idiot. So it shouldn't bother you. Just like if I told Scott, I didn't like his pink goatee yep. wouldn't bother him because he doesn't have one. I thought that was kind of interesting. I couldn't agree with you more. And by the way, to my podcast listeners out there, I want each and every one of you to reach out to Bradley flowers. Oh God. And tell him you want to do what one you want to hear a one hour podcast of nothing but seeing how many sales calls, prospect calls Scott Howell can make. Oh, I'm okay hour. with that. I thought you were talking about prank calls. No, no, no. I'm done with the prank. I would calls. spontaneously combust and die if I had to listen to an hour of that. Not because it wasn't funny or you weren't great. Just the awkwardness <laughs> just kills me. Like well, I come across the point. Pr- you got to get over the, cr- you got to get over the cringe, man. You well, get it's, the, it's the prank part of it. It's not the, you know, part of it for me when I see these prank videos on TikTok is I'm like, God, they're just wasting that person's time so much. <laughs> not saying like that. You know what I mean? Have, like, you seen, have y'all seen these long form videos on Facebook where it'll be something interesting, but you have to watch it for like 15 minutes to get to the finale. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yep. about? Like it'll be some something weird, like a guy will be digging for a snake or something. But it's it's like a 15 or 20 minute video to finally get to the finish line. It's really weird. Elijah, you made a video where 
for those of you that haven't seen his videos, and I'm, I'm assuming all of you are looking them up as you're listening to this, if you haven't, you know, basically like from what I understand how it started is you made that one video where you made that cold call that was real. And then people yep. started throwing out just like ridiculous suggestions. And <laughs> yeah. You started doing it. And somebody said, you need to raise your voice at the prospect. So yep. you went to this lady's house and she started objecting and you just steadily raised your voice more and more and more. Which <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Tell us, tell this. you told a story before we came on the air about somebody that called your office. Tell that story <laughs> yeah. real quick. Scott, listen yeah. to this. Yeah, so this happened twice yesterday. I got yesterday. Yeah, you literally yesterday. So I got I got a call just and I answered obviously. Hey, Elijah, get my family insurance, and then they just started saying, "Hey, I need to save some money on my auto insurance." And then they just started screaming. I hear you're really good at saving people money on your auto insurance. And then they're literally just like screaming at the top of the lungs at the end of it. And then they just turn up on me, and I heard like literally five people just laughing in the background. And you know they're <laughs> probably making. A TikTok video. <laughs> I know something. It would be. They should stitch it, dude. Like that would be the best thing ever. Absolutely. I know. I literally at first it was funny too because at first I thought it was a real call because it sounded off serious, and then he just after he started raising his voice, I'm like, yeah, I know where this is going. <laughs> so we we interviewed a guy a couple of years ago. Uh, some of you may have listened to the episode or seen the video that he made a video where he ate a stinky fish on camera, and it was like the stinkiest fish in the world. And the deal was, is, is if he ate it without getting sick, his kids got a bicycle. So his kids are sitting there like, like cheering him on and he's wearing a shirt, called me for a quote. And he kind of, he, he told us that a couple of the weird things that happened to him. One is he posted the video at like 10 o'clock at night at 10 AM the next morning, he had to hire a lawyer because so many people like wanted a piece of him and were ripping the video off and that sort of thing. And then uh, the other thing was, is the price of that fish like doubled overnight because so many people bought the fish trying to like, I guess, recreate the video or try it or something like that. Uh, But one thing he talked about that you talked about is he got all these leads, but he wasn't licensed in the the States necessarily. Um, And he even said that fish was popular in Sweden, I think. And he was getting leads for insurance in Sweden. Like, I don't even like, I'm not even licensed in Oklahoma. I don't know how to get licensed in Sweden. Hey, by the yeah. way, podcast listeners, if you want to follow my boy here, you can go to TikTok if you're if you have a TikTok account and you can go search for at Biggie the insurance guy. So it's at Biggie the insurance guy on TikTok. And you yep. can uh, watch some of these these <laughs> videos that he posts. So Elijah, tell me what the future holds for you in insurance. How many years? One year, two years, y'all y'all had your own agency? Yep. So since January of this year. So, okay. Yeah. Just newly off. So pretty much just grinding. And hopefully the goal is to have this be a Goodman family insurance, be around here in 30, 40 years, and just obviously have more clients than we do now. What's the toughest thing about it since y'all kind of got on on your own and you're, you had to put your big boy panties on? I know your dad's <laughs> been a, what's your dad's name? I want to give him a shout out. Yeah, Kelly Goodman is his name. Kelly, nice to meet you, sir. What does he I, think of all these? Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't understand any of this. He uh, he doesn't understand LinkedIn even. So yeah. it's funny because my mom and so my mom and dad, they just I didn't they didn't even know I was making TikTok videos really until like I think my after like my second video that did really well and then my mom saw them because one of my mom's friends saw them and then showed her and then she thought it was hilarious and my dad thinks they're funny too but he doesn't have the same stupid sense of humor that me and my mom do where we just think like stupid funny like 
the uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia type of humor stuff. Right. So, so that's me and my mom's sense of humor. So me and my mom think they're absolutely hilarious. And my dad thinks they're funny, but he doesn't like really understand what TikTok is or how it works. And, uh, but no, he likes it because I'm getting leads. We're getting some business from it. So he loves that aspect of it, but he doesn't, he doesn't really like understand it at all. And then my mom saw like a comment because my mom looks at all the comments and everything, obviously. So she saw a comment like, Oh, you keep doing this. You're going to be like a millionaire. So my mom's like, are you making money off this? I'm like, mom, I've made $0 off this. I've <laughs> made absolutely no money off this. So no, yeah, I'm so, not a millionaire mom. Relax. And I'll say this too. So I get calls from a lot of agents and similar to making cold calls. When agents call us for advice or questions or whatever, you, you get, you, you notice some consistency, right? You, you see a lot of the same questions over and over. And one of a very popular one is I'm working at this agency for this guy or this gal. A lot of times it's a relative. Sometimes it's not. I want to do social media and they won't let me, or they don't want me to, yep. or they won't pay for it or something like that. Or, or, or it may not even be social media, maybe something else. And I always say, put your money where your mouth is. A lot of times it's, I want them to fund this to some degree. Put your money where your mouth is. Yep. Do it, generate leads, generate business, show them what can happen. And then you won't have a problem. I don't know your dad, but I could very much see that happening with you. Let's say pre TikTok and you telling him you want to do this and him yep. questioning the heck out of it. Absolutely. Right. And being, but, but, and, and now you're in the situation where you're getting leads from it. You're getting traction. You're becoming yep. a personality. Yep. And he's like, I don't understand it, but it's working. So I'm going to let him do it. Yeah, it would be uh, before these videos actually got popular, it'd be hard to pitch to him. Yeah, I'm going to go say I'm not a sex offender and it's going to be really popular. <laughs> I'm going to there was one today, Scott, where they him and intern Aaron took a ladder. This lady wouldn't answer her door. So they took a ladder and climbed up to her window. That's about like, right. And I'm going to get a ladder and we're going to go. So is, who, is that lady like your mom? Who is yeah, that? Yeah, that's my mom. I figured. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so that's my mom and she, uh, it was funny because so we posted one yesterday with intern Aaron and that one blew up like crazy too. And it was cool. Obviously it's really cool when stuff blows up like that. So I didn't have another video made with intern Aaron, but we're like, we got to ride the momentum of this video. So literally uh, I called intern Aaron and then I'm like, dude, we got to make another video. It's like, well, I'm going golfing, but I'm going golfing soon, but I can do it really quick. So then like we rushed to my house and then my mom was just sitting on the couch. Like, mom, you got to get out. You got to get out here now. We're doing a video. And then, uh, yeah. And then we pretty much just did that ladder scene yesterday, just so I could post your data, keep trying to ride that momentum. But by the oh, way, ahead. the video I played of you at the beginning of this podcast is followed up by another TikTok video that you start out by saying you're calling Nick back again because he technically did not say no. <laughs> I, love, I love that one. Nick, he's, uh, he's nuts. He hasn't been responding to me, though, at all lately. I try to email him. I try to email him. I call him a few times because a lot of the comments in the video uh, would say, like, because when you get a hot video on TikTok, you want to kind of, like, ride it out and keep going with it as long right. as possible. But yeah, I can't get a hold of Nick anymore. So anyone who watches my videos, I'm not going to give up on it because I, I do want to like try to get him on the phone again. But here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. You should go on to all these like spammy sales trainers that are all over social media now 
that have yeah. all these ridiculous ideas and you should do each idea with yeah. Nick and it becomes this thing. You should buy like a, uh, a prepaid <laughs> cell phone with yeah. one number stored in it and it's your number and you mail it to him with a post-it note that says, call me. <laughs> you should buy, yeah. you should buy a, a chocolate foot and mail it to him with a message that says, just trying to get my foot in the door and like do all these crazy love things and just see what happens. But I want to circle back to one thing you said in the very beginning that really resonated with me. Cause I do it too. Having a list of ideas on your phone. Folks, yep. a lot of you reach out to us about social media advice and how do I think of content ideas? I have it right here on my phone. If I can find it, I'm really not proving my point right now because it's at the top <laughs> of all of on my notes app of all of my ideas for every, anytime one little thing comes to me, even if it's not a complete idea, like, Ooh, that would be good to include in a video in an Instagram reel, put, type that down, put that down. And then when it comes time to film, you know, I've put out three or four videos the last few weeks that literally took me like 20 minutes to do because I had the ideas, you rattle them off, they edit them and that sort of thing. So I'm sure you have, you said you do that. You have a huge list of ideas that you haven't even come across because what yeah. happens is you get these ideas and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'll remember that later. And then you don't remember it. You've had to make it easy on yourself. I said, oh, I remember them. I, yeah, I, 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 I love well, not, not, Most people aren't, aren't a psychopath like you though. I, there is nothing I love more than sitting down like right now. In fact, let's make a call. This is a sales call. This is a prospect call. This is a prospect call. This guy's name is Timothy, but I'm going to call him Tim just to see if I can piss him off. This is a true cold call. Don't know this guy from Adam's house, cow. Athens, Alabama. See if he'll answer. I got a good one for him. Please answer. Please answer. Please answer. Please answer. Timothy, you're not answering. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make 25 prospect calls today. And here's my, here's my whole pitch. If you get a quote for up uh, from I protect insurance in the month of July, we are going to give away a 21 foot tall, 15 foot wide cat activity center for your house. Just to see what people say. I did. Yeah. I think that is absolutely hilarious. Can you imagine <laughs> giving somebody a 21 foot tall cat activity center? Yep. I got a I got a good idea for you. If I can't save you money on your insurance, I'll buy you dinner. I did that one time, but what they didn't know is I was going to be eating dinner with them <laughs> at the restaurant. I'm not joking. Wants. I'm not joking. I did that. That's funny. Show Brad, up at I, the Olive Garden and just already have their booth ready with a little little rose sitting in. It was at a restaurant called Rotolos. It was actually the first restaurant that Scott and I ever ate lunch at remember that italian place it was at i'll buy you dinner at rotolo's i had rotolo's in on it i was friends with the manager so they gave me a discount and in order to redeem they had to have they had to have dinner with me hey did you please tell me you made them bring their deck pages to dinner no i did not I oh did not. that would have been hilarious hey i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you what uh, Elijah we had us we as scott would say we had a smoking hot rate so there weren't many people that you know what i mean hey um, i'm gonna tell you what elijah ought to do and he could he could roll a bunch of TikTok footage in this too. Let's call call and get a quote from uh, what's that place called that does all the like field goals and hole in one? Is it called Hole in One Insurance? Hole in One International, I think. And see what the price would be to do some kind of scholarship half court shot at the Ooh. at the Milwaukee Wisconsin game one one game this year. Yeah, that'd be. And, and and then like do TikTok stuff with it, and then uh, yep. and then ha and then do it for like a big game, so the the place is packed, 
Yeah, and see how much activity you get from something you like just that. gave me a brilliant idea because you don't know this our listeners don't know this there is a semi-professional soccer team here in mobile and on their jersey it says portal insurance really i'm a, I'm a sponsor and i could do something like that i'm doing the coin toss in a couple <laughs> weeks at the game uh, I'm i've never you. watched a soccer game in my life by the I way don't, i don't know what it would cost I know, I know they have criteria like somebody yeah. has to video them actually shooting the ball and their foot has to be behind the line. Can yeah. you imagine though? I mean, that would probably get picked up on mm-hmm. Sports Center if somebody actually hit that shot. Dude, that's, yeah, that's like guerrilla marketing 000. times a thousand. Yeah. Yes. And, and then too, I know for the hole in one deal, they they get like an investigator that like yeah. grills you to make sure. Yeah. And and I and I've been told I actually read an article about it in Golf Digest where. One of their questions is, is all right, all right. So was it a mulligan? And they're trying to trick you into saying because it can't be a mulligan. Right. Uh, they they grill the crap out of you on that. Well, and the half court shot, I know they have criteria for that too, but I can't imagine if you handed somebody the ball and they got to about the the three point line and started running and they just shot it up and they stayed behind the behind the half court line mm-hmm. and you had that on video, I can't imagine how they wouldn't have to pay that out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Especially with 10,000 people in the arena cuz that team that you played on is actually that's, that's Division 1. I mean, they're they're a they have a good following. Yeah, they're a D1. They just had a an un, a guy drafted to the NBA this year, which was really cool for them, Pat right. Baldwin Jr. So yeah, it's uh it was yeah, it was cool. You could get a bunch of TikTok content out of that too, like before, during and after. <laughs> uh, I know. That'll be that'll be a good day. I could get a lot of videos. That's the hardest part with TikTok too. Is you have to post a lot, so it's hard to come up with uh, videos all the time. And touching back to what Brad said, that happened to me all the time. Where I'd have videos in my head, just if I was like on a bike ride or right. just doing something, and I wouldn't write it down, I, I'd forget. So now I put it all in my notes. And literally last night, I was like laying down going to bed and then I thought of two ideas and I jumped out of bed quick and put it in my phone just to make sure I remembered it in the morning. My thing is dude, in the middle of the night, I'll get ideas or late at night. I remember one time I do, I I do still some, but back in the day I did a lot of Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you run a lot of Facebook ads and you get an idea for an audience that you know will work. It's like people in this area who have this interest and also have this interest, et cetera. And I remember in the middle of the night, I was like, holy crap, that is the best idea ever because that <laughs> audience would work. And I went back to bed and I couldn't remember what it was. And it's it still haunts me to this day. Another idea I got in the middle of the night that I did is remember the garbage man from American Idol that like blew up all over the place. He was from Mobile. And I was like, oh, I ought to interview him on a podcast. I have a little <clears> local <throat> podcast I do. And I did that. I sent him a message right then. And he and I did a podcast together. Oh. Uh, but there's been there's been stuff like that where it's like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> and then, you know, life happens. I mean, I don't remember what I had for breakfast today. And you forget. I'm not like Scott. That, that's why Scott's so good at these one liners, Elijah, and like improv yeah. that whole thing is he has so much stuff in his head. Yeah, that's that impressive. It's like it, I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. That, that, that was that, impressive how you uh, didn't find that. Well, and here's the thing, too. So people listen to podcasts. Here's here's the thing. All right. I don't know if I've ever talked about this. So when people meet Scott in person, they are so weirded out. I love you noticed this, Scott, but I see people when they first like people listen to the show and we're at a conference and they're around you in person, especially in a social setting. They have this look on their face. And what's happening is they're coming to this realization of like, 
I thought this guy like turned it up when he got on the air. <laughs> he turns it down. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> like what you 100%. hear on the show is the turn down version. And I've probably emailed Johnny a couple of times per episode and said, Hey, take that out. <laughs> oh, I, I listen and to episodes all to, the time that y'all edit my stuff when, out. You when have you to. get into a social <laughs> setting, it's like, it's turned, it's, it's normal or turned up. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this is a real person. <laughs> and, and what I tell people too, like, if you go like have dinner with Nick Saban, if you go have dinner with Paul McCartney, if you go have dinner with, and I'm not, I'm not joking. If you go have dinner with, Michael Jordan, you're not going to have a normal conversation. Right. Because you're dealing with greatness. Yeah. When you with go me, deal with, with Scott, with me, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> no, when you deal with Scott, you're not going to have a normal conversation because oh, that that uniqueness and that level of turnt is <laughs> is what makes what he does good, one of those things being this podcast. Well, I appreciate I, I truly mean that. Elijah I am yep. so excited to continue to follow you. Please reach out to Bradley and I if we can help you. Before we get off this podcast, I want to help these agents a little bit more today. And the message today has been do whatever you have to do to allow yourself to get over that call reluctance. Yep. You know, call call 50 of the top CEOs in America and try to get try to get somebody to give you their email or their cell phone number and then call them and tell them you want them to BOR all of Texaco's insurance over to your agency yeah. doing those things where you're prank calling people and they're screaming at you and you won't, what was the one you did with a guy kept, you kept calling him Erica and you even tried to spell yeah. his name Erica. Yeah, and he's Erica's just that. screaming at you. My he name's was. not Erica. I know. And he started off nice too. And then I, I ruined it. He was nice. And then I pissed him off. So, yeah, but you don't understand what you're doing is you're, it's like, uh, you know, they say you do anything for 10,000 hours, you become an expert in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. The more of those kinds of calls that you have, it's, it's yep. like riding a bicycle. Then, then it just gets to this point where you just don't care. It's like next, 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 next. <laughs> Absolutely. Some will, some won't. God bless who's next. And <laughs> I just want to tell you, Elijah, how much we appreciate. Tell your dad we said hello and we're proud of you. And I know he's proud of you too. Will do. And thank you guys very much for having me. And I listen to your podcast. It's awesome. So it's really cool for me uh, to be honest. So thank you guys. Oh, man. Anytime. I, I'm looking forward to watching you more on TikTok and following <laughs> you. And I spent 30 minutes this morning on my back porch watching your TikToks. <laughs> Good. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll keep them I, coming. If you I guys like keep watching, I, we'll keep them coming. I, I'd, I'd, I'd be watching one. I'd forget to like that one. Then I'd watch the next one like that one. So when you see <laughs> me on there, you're going to be like, why did he like some and not like the others? That's, okay. that's me being an old man, I guess. But uh, <laughs> no, it's, guys, as I, as I end every podcast, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out into the big bad world like Elijah's doing. Learn to not care about the whole somebody's going to be mean to me on the phone. It does not matter. Just keep trucking. Make those 35 or 40 calls a day and don't let yourself tell yourself over and over again, well, I don't have time right now. I can't do it right now. I'll do it later. Da, 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 da. Just pick up the phone, start calling. And you do 35 calls a day for two or three months, you will start making a bunch of money in the insurance business because guess what? Somebody's going to say yes. And the better you get at it, the more people are going to say yes. And when you finally get to the point where you don't care anymore and you're just having a conversation like I am with all of you on this podcast right now, you're going to write a ton of business. It, it is all about prospecting, making money for your family, for your wife, for your kids, college fund, 
for your parents that are struggling out there. Go make money for them today. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Elijah. Yeah, thank you, guys. Elijah, we love you too. Guys, you are listening (laughs) to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.